This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. All right, we'll talk about the damn screen again. Sure, why not? It has changed over the years why I think I need one, and I do want one. I need I want one. I need one. I'm just that old school. I'm that way. You know, even if I was started out with 5th edition yesterday, I'd still want a screen. And the reasons have changed. Now, when I first started playing role-playing games, I noticed the GM always had a screen, which is good to me. So I said, okay, that's the way you do it. So got me a screen. That's what I use. And it was just a screen sitting there in front of me, away from the players. See, I don't feel like I need a connection to the players. Well, yes, I do, but I don't feel the screen impedes that. Some people do. That's why they don't do it. People are all about, hey, I want my roles out in the open. I want honesty. I want this. And you also, I say, you also want your players to see your monster stats in front of you, don't you? And... You know, that was my rationale. It's like, I don't want them to see the monster stats and stuff. And, and, you know, I roll what I roll. I run the game the way I run and run the game. That's the way I am. And so for quite a while, I would just use it as a screen. And, you know, after a while, it justified me rolling behind the screen and things like that. Okay, fine. Move on to the second part of my life. And... Running games for so many years, it took me a while, but I finally realized, hey, I can use those charts on the back of the screen like an idiot. I I never realized I can use it for that. And now this is one of the main reasons. I mean, the other reasons are okay, but this is one of the main reasons why I use the screen. Because it has the charts and stuff I want in the on the back. I mean, I started that with my Hyperborea game. It's like, wow, there's stuff. They asked me if something is, you know, did they hit or whatever like that. I could look it up. What a concept. So it took me a while, but yeah. 
screens are good. Screens are good for stuff. And I highly recommend getting a screen. I have several. I have a couple of the Hammer Dog screens, which I recommend. Uh, the Hammer Dog screens are the ones that are plastic and um, got clear plastic where you slip you slip the uh, you slip the sheets in. You make because there are you know there are PDFs out there you can buy on drive through or other places where you already have it's everything for the screen. You just print it out and put it back in one of those or make your own. I've, I made my own a couple of times. I've got a I've got a mutant future screen that I'm rather proud of that I made. I even had had a labyrinth board screen that was really nice. I don't know what happened to it. Anyway, I also have one of the Hammer Dog mini screens, which you have to... The Hammer Dog screens you can find in, in game stores or order it online, but the little one you have to order from Hammer Dog. And it's got four panels. And actually, it's got six panels. I like it because it's easy to pack away. Now, the downside of these plastic you know, all-in-one screens are the fact that they will they will wear after a while. My hammer dog, my mini hammer dog, I fold, I just fold it in half, and that's the way it works. And but I put it, and I see the middle is like, hmm, the plastic is starting to wear out and tear up. I don't want that to happen. So that's the only downside because you can put some pretty pictures in the front and all your charts you need in the back. What do you need? Well, that's something for you to determine. I would recommend, um, you know, turning charts for clerics um, to hit charts if you're using descending armor class, or even if you're using ascending armor class, I'd recommend it. Just handy to look up a hit chart. I would, you know, do things like you have fumble charts you want to use or things like that. What I like about the Hyperborea game is the fact that I like the way their crits work. Because it isn't you do double damage, what you do, and it's all related to damage, too. What you do is, if the player crits, I say roll a d6. Okay, fine, roll another d6. And it's got a chart on there saying, they can only do one times damage, normal damage, but they can do up to, I think, four times damage if they roll good. And I kind of like that. It gives, it, never, you never know what's going to happen when you roll a crit. Or you put on stuff like, I've seen people put on their, uh, oh, equipment costs, things like that. Thieving ability percentages, that's always a good one. And like I said, the turning charts. And, you know, like I said, you, you do you, you figure out what you want on the chart. So my recommendation, I'm pro DM screen. Rah, rah, rah. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you for single donations, my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much. For good, other good podcasters, Dan Griggs, the Young YUNG Young Grognarn Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandit's Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe and the Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. 
Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.